for just about everything for the outdoors. Go to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Today is Tuesday, March 31st, and today we have Keegan Zimmer on to talk about Wisconsin's proposed hunting changes. All right, welcome to the Fall Podcast. This is episode 107, and today on the podcast I have Keegan Zimmer. He's a co-worker of mine. He's been on a couple other podcasts, but uh, he is a Wisconsin native, and Wisconsin recently just proposed some, I guess you could say, rule changes that they want to bring to a meeting on April 13th, I believe, for all of Wisconsin natives and hunters. And, you know, I don't want people that aren't from Wisconsin or don't hunt Wisconsin to turn this off because I feel like it's important for everybody to hear. The reason being is because this could happen to your state. I mean, Michigan's going through a lot of changes right now, and we have been for the last couple of years, but I think this could happen to any state, a lot of these or things around these, this nature. But this podcast is a lot of like Keegan and I's opinion on how it would affect us. You know, he's grown up in Wisconsin, but I kind of take it into the fact that like if this was happening to Michigan, how I would, you know, go about it or, you know, let my voice be heard also because some of these are just out there. But uh, it's pretty cool. And for also, uh, you know, I wanted to let people know that do hunt Wisconsin and do live in Wisconsin that do hunt. I wanted them to be aware of this as well because we do have a pretty darn good following in Wisconsin. We've got a lot of listeners over there, so I thought it'd be cool for them to hear this as well if they have not heard it yet. It's a good one. We go through, I think, eight or nine, I believe, different proposed changes. There's more than that, but we we picked out the ones that you know were whitetail hunting related, so um, that's what we focused on, and uh, it was a pretty good conversation. So Justin is not with me today, but he will be back soon. Um, also, just want you guys to know that uh, I appreciate all the support. Please go to iTunes and leave a rating if you would and leave some feedback. I always say it, but please, that helps out a lot. So I'm going to leave it short and sweet. 
going to get to this interview with Keegan and hopefully you guys enjoy it. Okay, we are hot and we're back here for another episode of the Fall Podcast and I'm by myself today. I do have a guest, but Justin is not with me and today I have my coworker Keegan Zemeron. Keegan's been on a couple of the podcasts already, so a lot of people will probably remember his sultry voice and uh we're going to have a, a good conversation today. I'm excited about this one. Thanks for having me and for the compliment on my voice again. <laughs> well, we are in like day, I don't know, seven or 10 or something like that quarantine. We are working from home and we have been for the last, you know, seven, eight days. So pretty crazy with the world that we're living in right now, but, uh, we got a couple adult beverages, and I want to talk about some Wisconsin stuff. And um, basically, whoever's listening to this, if you don't hunt Wisconsin and you don't live in Wisconsin, I don't want you to turn this off. Like I, this is going to be a good conversation for you know whatever state you hunt because everybody has you know can voice their opinion and has a take on that. And this is you know, what we're going to get into today and the posts that I make on, you know, Instagram or Facebook about this episode, I'd love for everybody to comment on, you know, some of these things that we're going to talk about, you know, with your opinion, I'd really like to hear your opinion. I think the reality is that it could like any of these could potentially come to your state or be up for a bid in your state at some time or another too. So though they may not be valid at the moment, it could potentially happen, you know, in the future. 100%. 100%. And that and that's why, like, you know, us in Michigan, we're kind of, some of these we're kind of dealing with right now as well. Um, so I agree 100% with what you said. It can happen to any one of these states. And basically what we're going to talk about today is Wisconsin is, like, proposing some new changes to their whitetail seasons. And a lot of them are pretty eyebrow-raising. Eyebrow and I wanted to get a hold of you and you and I've been kind of talking about it for the last couple of weeks anyway, because you have grown up in Wisconsin your whole life, hunted there your whole life. Now, I mean, you're imported to Michigan now, but you still do have a big say on this and I really wanted to pick your brain on it. And you know, that I guess you said you're welcome to do that. So <laughs> I can't yeah, wait to do it. Yeah. 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 I'm excited. It's a good conversation regardless. I'm sure we'll get some people that disagree with what I say and that's t- totally fine um but I think that's the point of this too is just to have a good conversation about it and get some get some feelings on it so for sure so what we're gonna do there's I don't know how many how many proposed changes were there there's 18 but Eight, 18. the first seven don't pertain to uh deer they're waterfall based so okay so we're gonna hit a few of these um we're not going to probably be able to get to all of them but uh we do have a few singled out here that we're pretty passionate about and i know you are as well and um i might even throw my opinion a little bit in on some of these just on how i feel like it would affect me and our hunting in michigan if it was to happen um and like i said like you said and i like this isn't the bible you know <laughs> it's just yeah, our opinion from it. <laughs> you know yeah and this isn't like a debate or anything this is just kind of just talking just bullshitting and talking over some of these things because this is this can be real for any state so yeah and these are i I guess i would say too if you're listening and you're from wisconsin uh 
biting or depending on what happens in the next couple of weeks with the situation that we're all in with this quarantine and everything, there's supposed to be meetings in each county, all 72 counties on April 13th that you can go to and voice your opinion. So they're up, they're up for discussion on it right now. So, yeah. And that, and I mean, if you do listen to this, that might be, and you've maybe maybe never even heard of these proposed changes. So maybe this is a good way for you to, you know, go to one of these meetings and sit in and listen and let your voice be heard too. So that's a good point. Yep. yep. And I think you can do it online too. I'm sure if, if not, they're probably going to do something with that given the, the circumstances at the moment. Yeah. So. I think I did read that when I was, when I was reading up on all this stuff as they were going to do an online, uh, I don't know what they were calling online meeting or something like that. So I think everybody can, uh, get involved with it that way, I believe. So, yeah. Well, cool. I think you should do that if you can. So, yeah, for sure. Well, cool. let's kick this off and I'm going to, I've, I've got a lot of notes here and I know you do as well. Um, I'm just going to read the first one off and, and get it kicked off here. So the first one that I want to talk about is extending the firearm season to 19 days instead of the regular nine day season. So in a fun fact, that I read while I was looking all this stuff up is Wisconsin actually has the shortest, I believe it. Yeah. It was the shortest rifle or, you know, firearm season in the country. And I did not know that. So as of right now, it starts on November 23rd and goes to December 1st. So what they're saying is they want, you know, propose a, a change of extending the firearm season to 19 days. So what are your thoughts on that? And, you know, giving everybody a perspective of where it falls. So it's going to fall right around that, you know, Thanksgiving time, like it usually does. Um, yeah. What's your, what's your thoughts on that? Yep. So the Wisconsin gun season always starts the Saturday before Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving is a, obviously kind of a swing holiday. It's, what is it? The third, third Thursday, fourth Thursday in November. Yep. So it can change the date of opener can change, but, um, yeah, right now it's nine days, and I guess this one for me, um, I, I I would vote no on it. Um, and there's a couple of reasons, a couple of notes that I had down on there. Um, the the one is just you're more than doubling it. Um, so the one thing that I'd like to see if they're going to do something like this is a data estimation. I'm assuming that this is to get new hunters involved or um, potentially take a couple more deer out of the herd, but without a, a figure of, you know, if we add 10 additional days, what are they projecting for license sales and what are they projecting for a number of deer that would be harvested in that time? Um, I guess for me, where, where I'm struggling with it a little bit at the moment is it, and again, this, I, I know statistics, I, I believe are saying a little bit differently. Uh, license sales are declining, um, the last couple of years, we've had harvest numbers that are on the decline as well. So in my, in, in what I've seen firsthand among myself, family, friends is, oh, it has to be the last probably five to seven years. It seems like, especially opening weekend continues to get slower and slower and slower. Um, so for me, I, I think that, you know, I think that right now the the herd in Wisconsin is is probably in a decent spot, but I think it could be better. And I I think opening it up longer um, really isn't going to bring in the benefits that that were that they're talking about. It potentially could 
you know, uh, extended uh, for people to hunt it longer. I, I just, I don't think that'll happen. I think that there's, you know, you have two weekends right now, you have a full week. After that, you have muzzleloader season, you have a, a holiday hunt. So if it's something where you're looking to, to fill your freezer, you have plenty of time in a lot of these um, counties and areas that you can still go out and take a doe. So there's plenty of time that you can spend in the woods after that. Our archery season runs well into January. So I guess in my mind, without an understanding of how it could impact the herd, like I said, more than doubling the season, um, I, I just, I think nine days is, you know, though it may be the shortest in the country, I still feel like that's a good amount of time. But <laughs> I, I will say I might be biased here because I, I, I'm an archery hunter at heart. And for me, the gun season is a something that I do with my friends and family and it's a tradition. So that might be some of why I don't want to see it change is just, it's short, it's sweet and it's, it's how it's always been. And, um, I think that's kind of what makes it special is it's that those two weekends and the time in between. So, you know, yep. And, you know, coming from a guy from Michigan you and I are, are one in the same, I'm, I'm an archery hunter at heart as well, but I do love to gun hunt. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I do You're enjoy it. about it. Yeah, you do. And it, you and I grew up in two states that are very uh, traditional when it comes to hunting and deer camps and stuff like that. And, you know, yep. the, the 30 point buck song and all that, you know, all that stuff. And yes. so right now, Michigan season is 15 days. Firearm season is 15 or 16 days, something like that. It happens on the 15th every year and it, and it ends on, it's either the 30th of December or uh, mm-hmm. November, or it's something like it's something right there. It's like fifteen or sixteen days. I don't know why. I don't know that right offhand. But and I, I don't want to sound like a jackass either to just all the gun hunters out there that really aren't bow hunters. And and, and I'm I don't have anything against that because it's like they're still still a hunter. I yeah, mean, you, you, we you still want them in the sport. Hundred percent. Even if you are just a gun hunter, yep. I mean, I I still want you in the sport. I want you to be, you know doing your part and I'd rather have you here than not. I agree. And, and what I guess I'm getting at is I feel like ours, you know, 15 days, I feel like it's kind of long. I I don't think it's like too long, but what I would like to see Michigan do is go to like, cause something I did read with the Wisconsin thing is, you know, a lot of people, the season goes throughout the week and a lot of people don't get to hunt that week. So they're only really getting like three or four days during the weekend. Well, my whole combat to that is like, why don't you have, you know, two or three different gun seasons that are only like three day long periods that happen on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then the next weekend, a Friday, you know, something like that. Or my only thought was for Michigan is let's start you know, let's move it from the 15th to start whenever Thanksgiving falls, because usually all the families, you know, people got time off of work and all the families usually get together and it's mm-hmm. a big, I know it's a holiday, but it usually Thanksgiving only lasts, you know, one or two days. And you can usually get out in the morning or afternoon those days and, you know, families are together, go out and hunt. You get a long extended weekend. So do that weekend and then do the following weekend and, you know, maybe be done with it. And then it's still, it could be around nine days. Um, and right. it, you know, it combats the, you know, we have to go back to work on the week. So right, that's kind of how I would kind of combat it, but I don't know. I, I like that actually. I, I think that would be, be a, 
kind of a neat idea, especially since, like you're saying, I think a lot of people are kind of forced to be weekend warriors. So why not give them opening weekend, you know, do, I could see opening it up for potentially one more weekend beyond that after Mm -hmm. it closes, Yeah, you know, they get opening weekend, you get Thanksgiving, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, give the, the deer a week. And then, you know, that following call it Friday, Saturday, Sunday again. Yes. I think that would be my combat to it. And, not that I have a problem with it, but Michigan season, you know, starts the 15th. And so it's like, it's a double-edged sword. You know, the bull hunters, the diehard bull hunters are like, oh, the gun season is coming in like right at heart of the rut. And then yeah. the gun hunters are like, oh, yes, it's coming right at the heart of the rut, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Because in Michigan, when the November 15th hits, mm-hmm. at least in my experience, bow season is like, if Over. you can kill a... a a good buck after the 15th with your bow. I mean, you've got a pretty unique situation. So it's like, you know, it's six half one dozen the other. So yeah. it's either like, it, it it's almost like if you can't beat them, join them kind of thing. Um, which I hate saying that, but cause I do enjoy gun hunting, but, um, like I said, I'm a bow hunter at heart. So I don't know. That would be my propose to it. Um, I 19 days or 20 days or whatever it was, it is really long, so long. Um, yeah, I guess, you know, you guys have, you know, longer season here. I haven't gun hunted here yet, but, and I know that you're in a different position right now where you're not really able to hunt all of it, but I would say your experience, your friends, your family, whatever, how many people realistically take advantage of those 15 days? Like if it were a nine, 15 day, 19 day season, how many people here that, you know, of really take full advantage of that like is there is there going to be a huge difference in doubling it yes people may get an extra day here here and there but right no i agree what you're saying that's why i was thinking like give them the weekend give them the weekends like give them three weekends three three day weekends and i know you know friday you know a lot of guys could probably get out a little early on fridays but give them the friday saturday sunday then another friday saturday sunday then another friday saturday sunday but if you started on thanksgiving you know, you usually have Thursday off, Friday off, Saturday off, Sunday off. So you got the first weekend started on Thanksgiving and yeah. you get four days right off the bat there that you know you're going to be, you know, don't have to take any time off of work. So, yeah, I mean, I think if you're going to do anything, do the, the nine days and then give them a break and do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'd be, I would be okay with that. You're talking nine to 12 there. Yep. So it's a compromise. Cool. Well, we're kind of beating that dead horse, but I do <laughs> I do want to get into the next one that kind of goes hand in hand with this. So we did just talk about extending the firearm season to 19 days. So the next one would be prohibiting deer or oh, I'm sorry, prohibiting hunting to shut down. So basically hunters would have to shut down two to five days leading up to that November gun season. So you could not hunt at all right i'm if am i reading that right like bow season nothing so like yeah two to five days waterfall. yep except for waterfowl you could not hunt so they give you a couple of choices a have a two-day rest b have a five-day rest or c have no change so what is your take on that would you you know if that was proposed change where you know a 19-day season extending that or extending it to 19 days you know, would you want to take those days off? 
Yeah. So I think this one is regardless of 19 or nine. So I think they're proposing that separately. Um, for me, I, I would say still, I would still say C no change. Um, but I would be okay with a two day rest period. And the reason that I'm saying C no change. And I think, you know, this may differ a little bit and being some residents may disagree with me the past four years I've come from as a non-resident as I know a lot of other gun hunters um, potentially do so you're talking a lot of people from Illinois that come up to hunt gun season things like that and when I've come in and come in a day or two early if I can bring my bow and, and hit the stand the night before or two nights before I like to try to do that. It's kind of, I like to think of it like a baseball game. You're talking ninth inning, you know what I mean? You're, it's the, it's the rut. It's the chance to get out and make it happen before gun season, you know, hits and deer start to their patterns change, things like that. So it just adds a little bit to it. And I think honestly on on that front, it's like you're, you almost incentivize somebody who's a non-resident to potentially buy an archery tag because you could come and take advantage of it a day or two before you're there. I mean, it's, as you know, it's a, it's a big deal. So if there's people that are coming from out of state, a lot of times they're, they're getting there a day or two ahead of time to make camp and things like that. So if they have the opportunity to get out and take advantage of something like that, I don't think take it away. But that being said, if you are going to do it, I'll, I would go for the two day. I think five day is too much and you're cutting so much into the time of some prime rut hunts that you could be having, you know, in a, in a tree stand with a bow in the hand. And I just, just not willing to give that, that much time up. I can definitely see your point on being a non-resident coming to Wisconsin, but Mm -hmm. being a resident, you know, if that was a Michigan thing, I would, totally vote no change and I, I would I would do a hard stance on that I just think you know you're talking taking a rest like you said you know potentially in what could be prime rut you know prime mm-hmm. hunting and and I just can't see a lot of hunters going for that and honestly yep. I don't even I was trying to read a little bit up on this I really don't even know why they were proposing this. Do you, did you get anything on why they're proposing a rest? Yeah. So it's the verbiage here is, um, restoring a two day or five day prior to the nine day firearm season to reduce hunting pressure in order to increase excitement and anticipation for the premier hunting opportunity of the year. Okay. So I guess when I kind of read that, it's like the premier hunting opportunity of the year. They're, putting gun season right on a pedestal <laughs> yep they are and so, and the reason being is because it gets a lot more revenue probably <laughs> i right. mean that's right. there's towns in michigan and the up that run off of opening day rifle season that's yeah. why i feel like michigan's gun season will never change from november 15th um yeah. because if you do move it to thanksgiving and I won't sit too long on this topic because we just got done with it. But if you do move it to Thanksgiving, that could be pushing a lot of people out of those little towns. Or on the yeah. other hand, it could be pushing a lot of people in. So it's like it's a very fine line. But I get that part. I get, um, you know, r- raising that excitement. But here I'm part of a, 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 of a deer camp that we've been 
you know, there's 11 guys part of it. I think there's 11 of us. We have, you know, we built a cabin back in 2001. Um, we've been hunting the property. My dad and his, you know, one of his best friends have been hunting it since the seventies. I'm a blood relative to the fam or to the farm owners. So I, that's where I cut my teeth. Um, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is our bow season goes all the way through. So we can hunt with a bow during rifle season. So the thing is, is like that I've never seen anybody not be excited because of it was still bow season. You know, we have, we have some older guys that, that don't bow hunt anymore that, that do hang their head on opening day and opening weekend and rifle season, but still like, I mean, the camaraderie has not been lost. The excitement has not been lost. So I right. haven't really seen that. So I, I would just have to vote see no change for me. Right. Well, one thing too, before you move on is like, as a, as a bow hunter, you're, what you're going for anyway is to get in and get out without applying pressure. So, right. I, I mean, that's, that's the goal anyway, is to reduce your hunting is to reduce your pressure. It's not like you're going out there and trying to pressure the deer. And I would argue that, you know, you get all these people that come for their gun season. It's the only thing that they do that year. Well, what do, what do most people do the day or two before the season starts? They drive out on a four wheeler to their hunting stand their gun stand, put their heater in, put their heater in, <laughs> clean yep. it out from the year before. It's like, that's pressure. Yep. So, you know yep. what, really what it's same thing. Yep. Six and one half dozen the other, right? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next one um, would be the lottery tag. Now, I, I'm i going to kind of let you read this one. Uh, I don't have the question in front of me. I just have a note that says lottery tag. I didn't get a lot of information on this one, so if you have that one right in front of you, why don't you hit me with that one? Okay, yeah, let me, let me read this one. Uh, okay, so number nine here. Do you support the department working with legislature to establish a special raffle or lottery where the winner winners would receive several otherwise difficult to draw tags and authorizations and the proceeds would go to wildlife habitat management and restoration in Wisconsin? Um, I, on that one, I don't, I mean, I don't know what the hard to draw tags in Wisconsin would be other than probably bear. We just opened an elk season. So I guess that would probably be another one, which is I'm sure why this is on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as they can show where the funding and everything is going to go, you know, making sure that all of that is going back to the wildlife habitat management and restoration, I'd be all for it. I mean, yeah. if there's people who can pay to, to put in for that and our, you know, all of that money is going toward conservation and restoration, like by all means do it. That's where I, that's exactly where I sit on it. If you can show me where it all goes and mm-hmm. that it's going back to conservation, because I mean, when, when people say hunters are the, you know, the biggest conservationists, it's, and a lot of people antis or a lot of people that don't hunt don't realize that like buying tags and buying gear and buying all that stuff is like that goes to conservation. A lot of that does. I mean, when you go to Cabela's or Bass Pro, they always ask you if you want to donate a dollar or something round to up. conservation. Yeah, round up. So always round up and, and you're doing that. So any, I agree, anything that you can help towards that and I, and I know where it's going and it's going to conservation, I'm, I'm all for it. So I agree with you on that one. Right. All right, easy one there. Let's move to number eight. This one's kind of unique. So the note that I have is eliminating water sources because they are considered bait. Um, Mm -hmm. You might have the more formal question in front of you, but uh, basically in a nutshell, that's kind of what they're 
they're saying, right? Yep, restricting placement of artificial water sources that are not for agricultural purposes. Did they in, list in CWD affected counties? Okay, so only in CWD affected counties. Yep. So they're saying like a kiddie pool or you know, uh, you know, a water trough or you know, something that like a like a horse trough that you can bury or something. Are they saying is it specify in there about like building like a little pond or a water hole out of the earth, like digging it out? No, it doesn't. So it says uh, would not restrict the use of bird baths, ponds, or other naturally occurring sources of water, but rather plastic or metal tubs that are used for non-agricultural purposes. Gotcha. So, I mean, that that's another one where it's like, I, I can understand it in a CWD area. This, this one I was kind of up in the air on still, still don't know that I have a super definitive answer. I think I can argue it either way. Um, but I'm sure you could probably, you know, bear, can, does, if you bury a clay tub in the ground, does that get you around plastic and metal? So I, I feel like it, it may still happen. And this is going to be in areas where it's, it's already CWD and you're talking in a place where you don't have water. So I, I, I don't know. My, my gut on this one says if, if, you know, bowing to a biologist on this one, if they're as worried about CWD as it, as it seems like they are in both Michigan and Wisconsin, then, you know, do what you have to do here. I think that deer will find a natural place to find water. Although I, I do like being able to supplement them with that, you know, if you don't have it. So I agree that part, that's tough. It's, yeah. That's a tough one for me. I, I had question marks next to this one because I just, I don't know. I agree too, because like you said, you know, we are hunters. Yes. We, you know, we like to pursue deer and ultimately harvest them um, mm-hmm. for their meat and, you know, eat and, you know, because we we like we like that and we you know so my also you know with that being said I also like to in a weird kind of way this sounds probably but I like to you know it's like kind of giving a a dog water you know your pet dog water in a way you know it's like mm-hmm. you don't want them to suffer by any means and they'll find water don't get me wrong but then once you right. put in the fact that like if you've spent a lot of your money to buy a piece of property or lease a piece of property and your hobby or your, you know, one of your passions is to hunt and be a conservationist and you don't have water on there. Like, and that is one thing that will help draw deer there. Um, Mm -hmm. whether it's for viewing purposes or it's for, you know, you know, getting the meat and preserving it and harvesting the animal. Like I like doing that. You know, I, I like to be able to, to improve the land basically is the long version I wanted to get to saying that <laughs> I want to, pr- I want to improve the land and I want to make it a better place, not only for deer, but for birds and, you know, and woodchucks and like all that kind of stuff, like right. all the animals. Um, so I'm the, I'm in the same boat there with that as you are. I get what they're saying about the CWD. Um, it seems to me though, like as of recent, and I, and I don't mean just because COVID 19 is going or, whatever COVID-19 is going on, but like you don't hear about CWD anymore. And I live in a CWD state just like you do. Um, I haven't heard hardly anything at all about it. Uh, So it's, I I wonder what that whole thing is. Cause last year and the year before it was a huge uproar in Michigan. Um, Right. So, 
but yeah, yeah. I, I'm on the same same train you are on that one. And one thing here too, so I guess maybe two different things to to think about here is I I just I've never done it before, so I guess I don't know. But I I feel like if you're gonna consider that baiting to sit over a water source, you're you're gonna be spending a lot of time doing that. Like it's not like putting out corn or apples and deer. I I can't imagine it's it's works as well as that. You know what I mean? Where you put out water and then you're like, okay, now I just have to sit over my my little kiddie pool for the night and I'm going to see deer like you would with a, a pile of corn on most nights. Right. And so I, I guess the, the same thing there, uh, even in a CWD unit, I would still like to see potentially. And again, I know that this is to stop the spread of a, of a, you know, a disease. So I do understand that, but you know, I, I guess I was going to say, maybe they could do something where you can't hunt over it that still defeats the purpose of trying to keep deer from coming to a communal area. Yep. So, and that's, that's the biggest like thing I said, to worry about. Like I said, it goes circles on this one. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It is tough. It, it, it's and, water though. <laughs> it is water. Yeah. We need it to live. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I get it. Like they're just saying, you know, it's, it's bringing deer to a certain area, a concentrated <laughs> area where they're passing saliva on. I get it. So, right. Um, all right, moving on. Number 11, eliminating the four-day antlerless season in December. What do you uh, think about that? So this one is based on, the like this is saying, if they extend the season 10 days, then are we good to take out the antlerless hunt? So my answer to this one is a simple yes. If you're going to extend 10 days onto the current uh, firearm season, then... I don't think it's needed anymore. I agree. You already got 10 extra days. You don't need the the four that are already built in there. So. Yep. Easy one. I agree with that. Uh, Moving on. Let me see here. Uh, I know I'm skipping around a little bit, but. Okay. So number 13. I don't know if you have that up right there. Uh, So do you support restoring emphasis on Wisconsin's firearm deer hunting opportunity by not having an archery tag during firearm season. Basically they're I, saying they're saying taking away are they're saying taking away the archery tag during firearm season, right? So you wouldn't be able to hunt with a bow or a crossbow? I believe so. And if if I'm incorrect in interpreting this one, then don't nobody on here jump Aaron and I about yeah don't it. kill but, uh, the messenger <laughs> yeah that's how I'm interpreting it archery and cross so it says currently archery and crossbow hunting does not close during the traditional either sex firearm deer season so they can still fill their bow buck harvest authorization with a bow or crossbow during any firearm season that allows buck harvest because the season run they run concurrently so saying you go out there on opening day with your gun tag kill a buck you go back out with your bow and then kill another buck with your bow. I, they're they're asking if I support um, not allowing that anymore, and my answer to that one would be no. I, I mean, it's out for me. It's like it's the lesser caliber. If you can go out with a bow and take a deer during gun season, you have to wear orange. You have to, you know, you have to do all that stuff. It's it's a lesser caliber. So I, for me, it's plain and simple. It's, you know, what's the advantage? <laughs> you yep. have no advantage. Right. So. so tell me this. Can you, right now in Wisconsin, can you kill two bucks with your gun in, in Wisconsin? 
No. You cannot. Okay, can you kill two bucks in one day? So that might answer the same question. Again, this is my interpretation of how it currently is. So, again, if I'm wrong, I have never done that. Before. I have never killed two or two bucks in one day before. So put that out there. But my interpretation is that, yes, you could. You could go out with your gun. In the morning and kill one with a gun and then go out yep. at night and kill one with a bow. Yes. Okay. I believe that's correct. But again, if I'm if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So coming from Michigan, you can kill two bucks with a gun or with a bow. Um yep. and you can kill like let's say you go out bow hunting one night, you can kill two bucks in that one night. Like you can kill one and the other one can walk in and you can and take that one as well. Same with a gun. It's crazy. So it is, yeah. Um so they're saying you know, eliminating the ability to use a bow during firearm season. Um, I would have to agree with you. Like I wouldn't want that because let's say opening day, I go out and I, and I'm able to, to harvest a buck with my gun. Mm-hmm. That means if the season is nine days or if it is, is like 19 days, I can't hunt for yeah, the next out. You're, uh, you're done. So I, I don't like that. Um, and like you said, you have to still, you know, obey, obey the laws, you know, and, and wear orange and, and do everything like you're gun hunting, which is totally understandable, but I don't like being done for that long. And I know a lot of people say you can travel out of state, which you and I do get the, the ability to do that. But a lot of people out there don't have that mindset or just really don't care to to. do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just don't want to. So I, I can't, uh, I don't want to take the opportunity out of hunter's hands really in my in my eyes so yeah no i i agree and i i think that the so here in michigan you guys are the two buck and uh nebraska is the same way where you can shoot two with uh with a bow and i believe two with a or two with a gun or one of each your your buck tag you get two of them regardless of the season and even that i i mean i that one's a a tough one for me. Like sometimes I think that'd be really cool. Like if you are a diehard archery hunter and you're, you know, you have your opportunity early on first week at opening weekend or something, knowing that you can still hunt with a bow for the remainder and then have it through gun season. So for sure, I just, I just don't think that you should be taking a tag from again, like I said, it's a lesser caliber. Like you're at a disadvantage by using a bow during gun season. Right. Yep. I agree. Uh, Moving on. So next one is, I believe, number 14, limiting the crossbow season to only October and restarting it after November gun season ends. So the season runs from mid-September to early January right now. So, And also Mm -hmm. 60-year-olds and disabled permits can use a crossbow all season. So what they're saying is limiting the crossbow season to only October. So October 1 through October 31st, mm-hmm. um, and then restarting it after the November gun season ends. So what's your, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, so this one, this one I have, I will say over the past couple of years, I've changed and I've grown, I'm going to call it grown. On. Um, my answer is No. Um, and the re probably the main reason for that is, uh, 
my brother would probably be it actually. So he had it where, you know, when we were like 12, I was 12 or when he was 12, he, you know, you're young. He lost a couple of deer, got discouraged and put down the bow for a while, probably two, three years. And then eventually has picked up a crossbow and at least that keeps him going to the woods, you know? Um, so for me, I used to be completely against crossbow. Like I was like, if you're not, if you're not disabled or you can't pull back a bow, then you shouldn't be out in the woods with a crossbow. <laughs> that is, that's just how I used to look at it. And now I, I think it's kind of, I, like I said, I've changed my opinion on it. I would rather just see people out in the woods with the one caveat. That's like, I just hope that people aren't out there taking ridiculous shots with a crossbow. I've seen, like I said, my brother has a crossbow. My stepdad has a crossbow. He just turned 60 and you know before that he struggled with a bow pulling back a bow a little bit so it's like again i don't want to see a season being taken away from people like i'd rather see people get out in the woods and enjoy that and again i said the, the caveat there and it's no different with an archery hunter you shouldn't be taking a shot that you're not comfortable with doesn't matter if you're you know staring down the biggest deer of your life and he's out there at a further distance i just that's one thing that i hope that you know if you're a father, brother, whatever, mother, anybody out there that's, you know, just check each other. And I, I think don't take it away, but just guys, please don't be out there making stupid shots. Cause that's, that's what gives people the bad name, whether you're shooting a crossbow or arch or a compound bow or anything. So. Yep. And I agree with you there. I, I went through the same thing. Like I used to be against the crossbow thing. Like if you're fully capable to hunt with a compound bow, then you need to, like that was my thought process. Um, where I have an issue is where you're fully capable with, with shooting a, a compound, but you make comments like I want to be able to shoot farther. So I'm going to mm-hmm. shoot a crossbow. That's when I have an issue. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like that. Cause I've heard that within inner circles around me i'll just leave it at that i've heard that so it's like i i don't i don't like that i don't agree with that um when i was growing up when i first started you know shooting a bow like i honestly didn't even really know a crossbow existed my dad Mm -hmm. like got me shooting a compound at a very young age and that's all i ever shot so that's like that was my my mindset and you know i have a daughter and hopefully one day she'll, you know, want to gravitate towards it and, and, you know, take up hunting. If not, I mean, you know, teach her own, whatever she wants to do. But yeah. I'm kind of fighting with myself right now. Like, do I just kind of start her with a crossbow just to get her enjoying it? She has a, a little a vertical bow right now, a little compound that uh-huh. uh, I can help her pull back and she loves shooting it. So I'm just going to kind of keep doing that for a while. And if she does gravitate towards it, then maybe we'll, we won't even have to do the crossbow. So, um, but I agree yeah. with you. Like, I don't really want to take, uh, an opportunity out of, you know, away from anybody. Um, my dad is, you know, in his sixties now and he's still shooting a vertical bow and he does kind of have a, uh, not the greatest shoulder, um, I commend him for still shooting a vertical bow. So that's awesome. Yep. But uh, when you're in it for the wrong reasons, like you said, I, I'm not for that. Um, I don't like it. Be smart out there with, no matter what weapon you're shooting. So um, yep. I agree with you. 100%. 100%. Uh, the next one is a controversy in just about every state, I feel like. Number, I think it's 16 
and it's the baiting band. <laughs> um, so what's your take on this? Now, what what is, I just have uh, band baiting. What What is the, the formal question they're asking there? Uh, so it is prohibit baiting and feeding of deer statewide. So it says baiting and feeding deer is banned in 52 of the 72 counties right now. The past two years, 25 have been added to the list of counties after new CWD detections in wild or captive deer. Okay. So, yeah. so they're saying statewide, get rid of it. So what's your what's your take on it? So for me on this one, um, I actually said no. And the reason I said no was just thinking that, and I, I didn't look which 20 counties are the ones that haven't added it, but I think, and I think you could probably empathize with this too, but I think of like the northern part of Wisconsin, similar to the UP here. And I think of how much snow they get. They have wolves up there. And I just said that counties probably, you know, they should know that their deer populations, deer herds best. Um, so if it's a tough winter and they they need to feed deer, people need to feed deer up there to keep them alive through the winter, then I I say leave it to a county, like a county decision. Don't don't throw a blanket statement out there for the entire state and say it's banned throughout the state. So I agree. Um, uh, you make good points there. You know, Michigan, we just banned baiting. I think two seasons ago, I believe it was. Um, fully, mm-hmm. I th- well, I think you can bait still in some particular counties in the UP, I believe. Um, yeah. So my take on it is, I grew up a bait hunter, mm-hmm. and you probably did as well for a while. Uh, yeah. But for the last, uh, I would say, I don't know how many years, but for a little while, I have not baited, and obviously you can't the last couple years because of the baiting ban. But, um. I've embraced it. I, I, there's not one time I'm like, man, I really want to throw some bait down. Like I, I haven't had that feeling yet. So there's just, I think I find it a more unique way to be able to put in like a food plot. And then people are like, Oh, it's the same as baiting. Well, yes and no. And so then don't plant corn. Yeah. Right. Soybeans. (laughs) Right. I just think it's cool to be able to, you know, give back to, you know, previously what we talked about giving back to the wildlife and the environment and the property, like, you know, maybe planting some apple trees or pear trees or, you know, some pine trees or acorns or oak trees, stuff like that. Like taking the opportunity to be able to do that, to help the environment, like is like that, that, that helps too, you know? So, um, but, uh, yeah, I, I do agree with like, making it a select county because I, you know, up in the UP, like you talked, like it gets, it's tough sledding up there. Like it, I mean, right now they still have a lot of snow and we have, we, we haven't had snow down here in I don't know how long, a while, you know, like just an (laughs) hour North of us here, um, around Higgins Lake there, they still have a little bit of snow up there quite a bit actually. And that's just an hour North of us. So, um, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, helping out a little bit, but I truly feel like if you want to ban baiting, like Michigan has a bait ban, like you cannot bait, but every gas station that you drive into in Michigan, you know, during the fall has corn, has sugar beets or has apples or any bait shop. Um, If you want to ban it and like get rid of it altogether, like you have to ban people from selling it for, 
and it's hard to do that because there's a lot of sugar beet farmers and Mm -hmm. you know they make a livelihood on selling sugar beets to probably convenience stores or gas stations and i know a lot of bait shops or, or or archery shops around here like when the bait man went in like, oh, they hurt. Oh, I mean, it hurt them by a lot, you know, because yeah. they they bank on a lot of that revenue. So, um, baiting bans one thing, but I think if you really want to enforce it, you really have to figure out a way to. And it's like taking away drugs or marijuana, you know, or some people are, are are guns. Like people are gonna find it. People are gonna get right. it in some way. So you're not gonna be able to do it, you know, full hundred percent, but. I think that's a way that you're going to have to really try to knock it down as much as you can, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it takes away the urge for people, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you got a guy heading out to the woods for the night who's going to grab a, I don't know, some chips or crackers or pop on the way out there. Aaron's still pop free. I am three months, boom, three yeah. and a half months, pop free. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I want him one today, though. <laughs> and you resisted. I did. Uh, but you know that guy who stops to grab that and sees corn is like ah, you know just taking that away i i would agree with that so my, my only thing is like i just think of up north where they get four feet of snow i know i was driving back to wisconsin one time this this winter with my girlfriend christy and we were you know driving on two up in the up and all of a sudden see like six deer and three feet of snow just struggling to even move and i and like you know, how, how many calories are they burning? They need, they need food. Where are they going to find food in three or four feet of snow? And I know that they, they, that they will find it naturally. They'll work for it. But it's like, you know, I don't, I don't think there's a problem with giving them a little break once in a while, especially since up there they're dealing with wolves. So. Yep. And I guess the last one I have wrote down, and this one's kind of a neat one. It's not actually about whitetails. Um, mm-hmm. This one is establishing a spring bear season. So right now, you guys have a fall bear season, just like Michigan. Um, yep. So this would be establishing a spring bear season. So what's your take, and and why do they want to do this? Um, I I can honestly say I've never never been on a true bear hunt, especially in Wisconsin. Um, but I think it's I think it's kind of a cool idea. Um, I I know when I was living out in Colorado for a while, people always and they don't have a spring season either, but just people that I met through work and other, other things out there got super excited about a spring bear season. I mean, it's like a Turkey season for people here. So, um, their push behind it is just to, uh, ease up the pressure during the fall season, thinking that they can split some of the people going out during the spring. And then that way, you know, you don't have every single bear tag from the state being, used in the fall and there's a ton of pressure going on in the woods so for me i i said yes i think it's a cool a cool idea um again i've never been bear hunting in wisconsin so i i I don't know all the logistics and everything on it i've never even seen a bear in the spring um or the fall near where i live but i i still think it sounds kind of like a cool idea um in their notes too they say it would prevent or it would allow hunters opportunities um, where they would be able to utilize spot and stock and other things like that. They're the, uh, the fur is supposed to be better quality in the spring when they come out. They'd obviously still make it illegal to shoot a, a sow or a cub or a sow with a cub. So 
still taking those types of precautionary measures. So I don't see why not. I think it would be pretty cool. Yeah, I, I agree with you too. And I don't know bear numbers, like how many, you know, what your herd is. I don't even know mm-hmm. what the herd is here in Michigan. Um, But I agree. Like the springtime, you know, I love the springtime for the fact that we're coming off of the last four months of hell. You know, the four yeah. months of just like grueling winter that, you know, we really don't care. We want to be back outside. Yeah. And turkey season's usually kicking in and spring bear hunting's is just a lot of fun. Um, you know, a Michigan bear is one thing. It's on my bucket list. I have, I have 11 points built up, so I've been waiting 11 years to go on a hunt. Um, yeah. for the unit I want to go in and it's happened the last couple of years, one thing or another, you know, whether we're going on dropped or, you know, whitetail season or something in September. Cause usually that's when Michigan's, you know, bear season starts. So I haven't been able to go, but you know, in the spring, it's kind of slower for us, you know, doing what we're doing, uh, other than, you know, a lot of editing, but spring I could get away and actually go do that then. So, um, I'd really like that opportunity at spring here in Michigan. So uh, I think that'd be pretty cool. But like I said, I don't know numbers to be able to, you know, maybe Michigan hasn't done that because of, you know, sustaining the numbers for two seasons that might not work out well. Um, right. You know, it might decimate the bear population. I don't know. So I totally understand where they're coming from, but I, I think it'd be cool to open up, open that up as well. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure that they'd have some way where, you know, say they have a hundred tags right now, maybe they do 30 of them in the spring and 70 remain in the fall or something like that. Yeah. They'll still, I would imagine they would still do it that way. So for sure. Well, cool. That That's the last thing I have, um, topics that I want to talk about. Did you have any other ones that you really wanted to hit on? I don't think so. I think you covered most of them. Like I said, if, if you are from Wisconsin, I would just encourage you to, you know, if, if they end up having them in person, you can go out and, you know, say how you feel, state your opinion, be part of the discussion and do it or go online and leave some feedback because that's the only way that they'll know. And, and I've seen it before. It's like, if, if you don't do that, then don't complain if changes do get made. So, yeah. And I agree with that wholeheartedly go there and and let your voice be heard as well or just listen and just kind of educate yourself i do have some numbers here though that i did actually take some notes on um just for people that might be interested uh so this these are numbers you know right now it's march what is it march 22nd or 23rd something like that 2020 so i mean this podcast is going to live somewhere for a long time so when you're hearing those numbers this is you know based on the last you know, a couple years, and this is when I took the number. So, DNR records show total gun deer license sales dropped nearly 16% between 1994 and this last year. Um, sales to Wisconsin residents have dropped nearly by 20% over that span. So, I feel like, I mean, I don't want to see any drops in any numbers, really, but I mm-hmm. feel like and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like that's not, I mean, it's a lot, but it. I feel like on the other hand, it's not a lot because you're talking from 1994 to now. I mean, that's right. that's, a, that's a long time. It's a big span. Right. Um, but I, I could be wrong. I could be reading that wrong, and I could be, like, taking that wrong. I, I don't know. So 
but I, I don't like any decrease in numbers, especially when it comes to you know whitetail hunting and and and, and license sales. So um, right. Next one is hunters across all seasons, including the archery, bow, and firearm seasons, killed nearly fifty thousand fewer deer in 2019 than in 2018 and that's a 14 percent decrease uh the november gun season it is unreal the november gun season saw the steepest drop off hunters killed 168,091 deer in 2019 down 23 and a half percent from 219,715 in 2018. Did I make those numbers sound right? <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's, it's down it's down 23.5% from, you know, 2018. Yeah. And that, I mean that's that's just kind of what I was telling you. And again, this there you know, I realize that there may be somebody in a different part of the state, different county, whatever that is having a completely different experience. I'm solely saying this based on my experience, my mom, my friends, my brother, people, my cousins, aunts, uncles, the people that I talk to, you know, around gun season. Um, I would say bow as well. I, I, it just seems like you're seeing fewer and fewer deer. Like I, I remember when I started gun hunting, I had a, I had this old box blind and I would take a Sharpie with me. And I would draw a little box and write one through nine. And then each day I would write how many deer I saw, how many were bucks, how many were does. And I remember, you know, being 16 years old and you would see 60 some deer on opening day. And not like, you know, two years ago, I think I saw three right at the last light. Um, last year, I don't think I saw a deer on opening day. And this year I, I saw six or eight and I was pretty happy about it. So there's just, you know, it's, things are different. I, I, I know that one of the things that they had talked about this year was it was a later start to the season. It was a wet season. So there are still a lot of crops that are standing, which hold more deer. And, and those certainly may be true and factor into that, um, Again, I don't know. I'm not a biologist. So I don't know where the deer herd or the population is in Wisconsin. I think it's still healthy, but I, I just I don't think that it's where it used to be. And I know they're saying that it's record numbers. Um, like we hit over a million deer in Wisconsin for the first time. So maybe, you know, maybe they're just uh, in closer to cities where they can't be hunted. I, yeah. I don't really know. I, I don't have an answer to that one, but th- things certainly seem different. So, you know, I would have to agree with that here in Michigan as well. Like I haven't been here to hunt an opening day in a while. So just cause we're always on the road filming, but the report that I get from our camp and my wife and my father-in-law that are all hunting, you know, rifle season opening day and everything is it's slow. But mm-hmm. I think the thing I have to say about that is, is, uh, you know, I think gun hunting is a kind of a generational thing. And, you know, I feel like a lot of our generation and younger, like, is a lot of archery first hunters. So you're getting yeah. a lot more archery hunters. You know, like back in the day, my dad didn't start bow hunting until he was like 19 or 20. You know, like yeah. even start, like I started when I was 12. And I would have started earlier if I could have, if the law would have let me. Um, yeah. So I think a lot of generational things. So with that being said is like, 
I think a lot of the younger generation and like us and younger and even a little bit older, you know, I would say probably from, I would say maybe 45 years old and younger, like are pretty diehard bow hunters. So I think a lot more people are getting out during October, November with a bow and probably the harvest numbers for bow hunting are probably getting higher than they were back when we were kids. Like when we saw, I mean, like you said, you saw 60 deer on opening day. Like I remember seeing 30 deer before noon you know, on opening mm-hmm. day, you know? So I think that has a big thing to do with it. And the numbers might tell me different, but not knowing the numbers and just kind of taking my general opinion from what I see, like that's kind of what I see. And I think that's something to do with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at Wisconsin's right now, deer harvest weapon type bow. And this only goes back to 2006, 2007, but you see a little bit of a uptick 2009, 10, 11, 12. And then from 2013 to 2019, seeing a, a steady decrease in total harvests with a bow. So with a bow. Okay. Yeah. So I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So I, I know that I had a different conversation with one of my buddies who's probably definitely a lot more qualified to talk about some of this stuff than me. And my opinions are only opinions. And I, I know I don't have an answer for it, but I, I just, I guess for me, the, the data isn't matching up with, not even a narrative but what's being what's being said to me so or it doesn't seem to be and i don't don't know what the cause for that is you know i make hypotheses like you just did too where you think that more people are taking our harvesting with a bow than with a gun and then i look at the data and it doesn't say that i I just don't understand it so maybe i need to get a biologist on here (laughs) and talk about it there you go yeah that would be interesting Yep. Maybe we'll have to do that. I might get that in the works here soon. That would be really cool. Yeah. Well, cool, man. I know it's getting late here, and I know we both have to work from home tomorrow, so. (laughs) Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Hopefully everybody out there staying healthy and staying away from, like, every time I hear, like, I hear through the grapevine, there's a ton of people at Meyer or Walmart and it's like what are you doing there like literally stay away for two weeks and I feel like this stuff's gonna go away I I did not go outside of my house maybe once today and I haven't left my house in a while so it's not like I'm I'm not overreacting but I'm just ready for this to be over so if we could all just hold off for a little bit and hunker down I think it'll all pass yeah go watch some YouTube and Netflix and Hulu and Speaking of, YouTube, speaking of YouTube, speaking of YouTube, go watch uh, all of our content on Kiefer Brothers underscore Humanimal YouTube. Yes. Um, yes, the series, the series nineteen is going on right now. We're getting ready to upload a couple more episodes this week. So cool. The only other thing I had, Aaron, that I actually saw today was they did a simulation of the NCAA tournament. Did you see who happened to win that? No, I didn't. I don't know if I want to know who won it. The, the Wisconsin Badgers. No, so. false. Get out of here. Yep. There's no way. Yep. Go no way. <laughs> so, national champs 2020. No, that is a false statement. You know someone from Wisconsin fabricated that and sent it out like they were the NCAA. Uh, I don't know. I just saw it as a headline, so. Well, that's too bad. Who did they beat in the finals? I don't, don't even know. Yeah. But, 
I don't know if we'll get a banner for that one. Oh, so. <laughs> uh, well, good deal. You hang your hat on that one, all right? Yeah, I will. <laughs> all right, man. I will talk to you soon. Thank you for uh, coming on and doing this, and have fun tomorrow in your home office. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me again. I, it's always fun. Yeah, no problem, man. And that's a wrap on that one. Uh, thank you to Keegan for coming on and doing this. Uh, I appreciate him doing that. Uh, I mean, we went through a lot of these things, and like I said, it was a lot of opinion based on on what we think. But you know, if you guys do live in Wisconsin and hunt in Wisconsin, you know, let your voice be heard on some of these things if you are passionate about it. You know, go I, I, right now with this whole coronavirus thing. I don't know if you're going to be able to go to the meeting, but I believe you have to look it up. I can't remember. But I think I read that they were going to do an online meeting so everybody can still like log in and, and see it online. So go check that out and and uh, let your voice be heard. I mean, some of these are just kind of out there. I, I really wouldn't want some of these, but some of them I do get. So check them out. And, I mean, thank you guys for listening. Again, leave some ratings, leave some reviews on iTunes. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll be right back here next week on the Fall Podcast. <laughs>